the middle of the Chorus HaTamidim, trying to teach us in Perik Shvi about the Machla of Shiflut Hamiruma Utsupata, false humility, and how to heal it. Yesterday, in the paragraph Hayeled, Bereshit Hispatras Daitoi, we discussed how it starts out that a child, he doesn't have enough of an opinion and understanding of what's right and what's wrong, and therefore, he needs to be influenced by others. He needs to be told what's healthy, what's unhealthy, what's normal, what's not normal. And because of that, we become creatures that are used to always trying to pe- find what people around us are doing, and therefore do it. And therefore, there are people, sadly, that their whole life they stay like that. They're always constantly watching what other people are doing, and doing that, and they don't have their own opinion. They don't formulate their own das, and they're copycats their whole life. So, we discussed this concept, but yesterday, more specifically, Chayv Satamidim brought out the contradiction of this, because the children or the people that you that say that that they want to have an opinion, you should respect their opinion. They're already adults, they're mature, and they have a right to say something. Those same people are busy following what everybody else does sometimes, and therefore you have a stereo what this person is saying and doing. On the one hand, he wants you to treat him like an adult because he has an opinion, and therefore he has to be taken seriously. But at the same time, you watch him, and he's literally a child because he doesn't have his own opinion. If he would have his own opinion, he wouldn't be necessarily following what everybody else does. And this could go on throughout your life if you don't work on yourself. And what's the paragraph to our muscle? Kachi lahem. Kachi lahem, and this is how it is to them, Gaius. They have a gaiva, a gaiva that they should be important, that they should be taken seriously. Together at the same time, with a messed up humility. Because, let's be honest, where do they get that sense of self that they're so important, that you should take them seriously? If they don't have their own opinion, if they're busy following what everybody else does, so what makes them think that they're so important? That's just because everybody else around them also thinks that they're important. So therefore, he is copying everybody when he thinks he's important. He might not be so important, and he might not even think he's so important. But since all the people that he's imitating and he's copying consider themselves important, because he's copying them, so they must have a personality that's worthy of being seeming intelligent. Therefore, when he copies them, he also says, okay, I'm also important. But you thought that that's the biggest joke. Because your whole understanding of why you're important is because you copied everybody else that thinks that they're important. <laughs> so you don't ha- you're not important. Or your whole opinion as to why you should have an opinion is because the people that you're following their opinion have an opinion. That sounds like a lot of times the word opinion in one sentence. But that's a fact. You hop, you hop the depth of this? And here he says, Geus Harudo, the cursed Geus, the Amu Pasha Kazu, and Rotten, with a spark of that geus comes from Avedezara. Gaivo is a form of Avedezara. Because if you think that you're something of importance and you need to be worshipped or you need to be taken seriously in a way, then it's a form of Avedezara. You're giving yourself some credit that belongs to your And the whole object of this geus is Laharois, Ula Hashem. To destroy Klai Yisrael. 
The Mizraden, when he came and he attacked us, he killed out thousands and thousands and thousands of Yidin. Niran Kaser, when he came and he attacked us and he killed out thousands of Yidin. And Vetitus. We're leftovers from all those people. We're survivors. Obviously, our grandparents didn't get killed by them, or we wouldn't be here. Unless our grandparents were killed after we were born already. But Kalai Yisrael as a whole only survived after Nevizradim. I guess you could add Nebuchadnezzar. You could add Sancherev, Niroin, Kaser, Titus. It cannot be from a people that's a surviving people. And we're survivors. Our whole, our whole life existence is a surviving. We survived Poland. We survived Germany. We survived Spain. We survived... Babylonia, we survived Persia, we survived Morocco. We, that's what we are, we survived. Until the time where we'll be again, once again, at the top of the world. But in the meantime, we're just a bunch of survivors. Survivors don't think of themselves as something chashev. They're just happy to live. At this point, the reason why somebody thinks that they're important is because they're looking at the world, the Goyim, and they want to feel important like they do. Because it's not natural for a Yid to think of himself as being so important. They can't be. They can't, if we were that important, we wouldn't be chased and hunted so much. So you talk, I don't even have your own opinion. What are you doing? You're bowing in front of the whole world. This rock of this rock got connected to him. Therefore, he's rebelling against his father and his rebellion. The reason why the child can't take his rebbe seriously, or his parents seriously, is because he looks at the world. And at the world at large, in America, children don't take their rebbe and teachers seriously. And children in America don't take their parents seriously. They make books like Bernstein Beers, where the Tati's a fool in every single story. There isn't one story where the father comes out looking smart. So what do you think happens? You read a book like that, and you look at your father like that. Your father is the same thing, like Papa Beer and Bernstein Beer. That's what it is. He's the same clown. They get lost in the mall. Right? Or, or, or any other such thing. We don't even realize when we read these books what they do to us. I'm going to give you an example. You guys are not old enough to, to know about this. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back in time a little bit. I'm not old enough to remember it either, to be honest. This is before my days also. In the 1960s and the 1970s, there was a movement called the Hippie Movement. You ever heard of the Hippie Movement? Yeah, not, not something that you should really know about. But basically, the movement was that nobody can tell us what to do. If I decide I want to have blue hair shaved on one half of my head, and the other half of my head, I'm going to have a long ponytail coming out of the side, my parents can't tell me no. And if I want to have a piercing or a tattoo, or if I want to just walk around looking like an idiot or doing whatever I want. Nobody has the right to tell me what to do. These were hippies. The hippies were anti-anything with rules. You can't, you can't tell people what to do. And it became a movement. It became a culture in America. And there was millions of such people. It started with the teenagers. It started with the teenagers. But it translated itself into a whole movement of the hippies. They're mostly gone. You still have some that go in here and there. But they're mostly gone. They want to get drunk, they'll get drunk. Nobody's gonna, nobody can tell them not to. If they want to do some dangerous drugs, they'll do dangerous drugs. Nobody can tell them what to do. So what was their hashkafa? Well, think about it. Think about it. What was their hashkafa? But I have an opinion. 
right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm an adult, and I'm going to decide for myself what to do. I don't want the establishment or the world at large to tell me what to do. If you look at pictures before the 1960s, everybody, the Glenham as well, were wearing hats. It was formal. They're wearing suits, ties, or bow ties. Everybody looked presentable. You look back at the pictures from the 20s and the 30s, basically everybody looked like a mensch. Came along the 60s and 70s, so I want to wear a shirt that hasn't been cleaned in nine months. Nobody has the right to tell me no. Even though I smell worse than a skunk after he died. Nobody has the right to tell me. And this became a worldwide phenomenon, the hippie movement. In a way, in a way, I can hear what they're saying. Why should, because somebody decided that we have to wear hats outside, no, I have to wear a hat. It sounds like a very intelligent statement, right? No, because everybody decided we have to do this or we have to do this, I don't want to do it. So let's follow their logic. Their logic, not our logic. Let's follow their logic. Imagine Mr. and Mrs. Hippie get married. Mazel tov. They have a baby hippo, a hippie. Right? And this baby hippie, they're, they're raising him to be a real hippie. Right? He could go to sleep when he wants, and he could... Dress or undress whenever he wants, and he could look whatever he looks like. Nobody can stop him. He's a baby hippie. Right? Imagine the father calls over the baby hippie and says, I can't believe you're not drunk. The kid's like six years old. Have a drink. He's like, I don't want to have a drink. He's like, no, you can't, you can't just, you know, be like everybody else. You've got you to be able to get drunk. I'm asking you. In the, in, the, in the hippie world, everybody has to be free. But let's say this kid says, you know, Really? I have my own opinion? Yeah, sure, you have your own opinion. Okay, I want to wear a suit and tie and go to college. What would hippie daddy and hippie mommy say? No, you can't do that. I mean, that's, that's going with the establishment. Oh, I'm in it. If I have my own opinion, why can't I do that? Yeah, you have your own opinion up until the point where your opinion conflicts with our opinion. Ah, so I don't have my own opinion. What am I trying to get to? Besides the fact that it's a good story. What I'm trying to get to is... That there are so many people out there, and that's what the Chavis is trying to teach us. There are so many people that say, I want to have my own opinion. I want to have my own opinion. I have my own opinion. I decided that it makes sense to wear a box of Pampers on my head. Who's going to tell me it's not normal? I decided it's normal. I decided. But, but fill in, they start questioning. I don't know. Who says? It looks so weird. I don't want to put it on on the plane. I want to do it somewhere here. I want to do it somewhere there. I don't know. Strings? I don't want to wear strings coming out of my jacket, out of my pants. It looks so weird. But yet, they wear some t-shirt that's cut like this and cut like that. That's not weird. Why is that not weird? Because that's what some Super Bowl champion does. And this? Eh, only the Rajva did it. Only the Rajva wore strings coming out of his pants. The Rajva wasn't so cool. Super Bowl champion, he's cool. Think about it. It's hippie logic. It's only when you decide what makes sense. But if somebody else, or if somebody else wants to take their own opinion, all of a sudden they don't have an opinion. We're going to have to explore more of this tomorrow.